Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. My name is Don Perry, and I'm the Chief Mentor with Real Value Capital. Well, I think we've got something in crowdfunding that allow young artists, creative folks, to actually get the startup money they need to get their projects off and running. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? The top five major crowdfunding successes are in film, music, digital media. So it's a huge opportunity for people to raise money. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Not joining me this time is our co-host, Fred Keating, because Fred is out in Toronto, Canada, working on a project and can't be here. Here happens to be Banff, Canada, where I'm at the Story Summit, which is being hosted by the Alberta Media Production Industries Association, as well as the Banff Centre. And this is just a wonderful facility. People have come around from all over North America, creative people, and from some other parts of the world as well, to talk about storytelling. So it's a great gathering of creative minds. With me is Zach Polis. He's part of the Monetizing Your Creativity team. Hi there, happy to be here. Zach may have a few questions as well of our guest. Our guest happens to be Don Paré. He is the chief mentor at Real Value Capital. Welcome, Don. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here in the mountains. Oh, it's gorgeous. You bet it is. We want to do a special episode now on crowdfunding. This is something that you know a lot about. So, Don, free wheel, man. Well, I think we've got something in crowdfunding that allow young artists, movie producers, creative folks to actually get the beginning startup money they need to get their projects off and running. And this isn't only in Europe or only in the States. It's all over the world. Um, when you look at the statistics on who's getting crowdfunded today, it's interesting. The top five major um, crowdfunding successes are in film, music, digital media. So it's a huge opportunity for people to raise money. Over 9,000 crowdfunding successful campaigns have been run in the music industry alone. So we're talking at an average of 50 or 60 grand on each one of those. That's a lot of money that is available. And all you have to do is tell a good story. Telling a good story is certainly important. Telling a good story to raise the money is actually an important thing as well, right? Well, yes, and this is what is amazing. And the fact is the people that you're talking to, our audience, knows how to tell a good story. They know how to not only tell it, but put it on media. Well, crowdfunding, to be successful, depends heavily on the story you're telling. Compassionate, engaging, something people can believe in and contribute money for. Why do people give to crowdfunding? Because they like the story. What is your talent? Telling a good story. It's a great fit in my mind. What do you think is realistic in terms of raising money for one's creative project? Well, it depends at what stage the project's at. As we've all heard, there's projects that have collected $7 million on crowdfunding and many that have done 5000 
So if you're in, be in the beginning stage, let's say, and you're just looking for some seed money to get things going, so you start your crowdfunding off and you make five, ten grand. What does that do for you? Well, it gives you five or ten thousand dollars. As we say, show me the money. But it also proves to others that your campaign and that your project is of interest to many people because they put crowdfunding in. So it draws other types of investors. It is the best instrument you can use to get started in your funding today. Why crowdfunding? What's the power in crowdfunding versus traditional sources of funding a creative person might try and get? Crowdfunding has been made so simple and dynamic now that it's the speed to attaining financing and gaining visibility is much more effective than other more traditional approaches, which typically involve building a business case and approaching people with money and trying to sell your particular project where you haven't proven even the interest in the marketplace. So actually crowdfunding is not necessarily a replacement for those later traditional models, but it's actually a way to accelerate it. For example, even today at this conference, there was one individual talking about his crowdfunding experience, which ended up raising him $15,000, got the interest going with a lot of others, and he did a more traditional angel round for 440000 So what happened there? The crowdfunding proved to the angels there was demand and excitement, and they got on board a lot quicker. So the two actually go hand in hand. You mentioned angels. So for the benefit of our listeners, what are angel investors? What do they do? Where are they hiding? Good question. I just named them the way, because I've been familiar with them so long, you just took put their name out. Angels typically are defined as people who have high net worth and have been somewhat associated, if not closely associated, in the market or business sector that you're in. These are people who understand what works. They can give you great mentorship. And they're just looking for, is your project real? Traditionally, they end up investing as what's called an accredited investor in many areas like the States and the UK and Canada. But uh, they're people who can carry you from 100000 to millions of dollars in your round that you might need to produce a final picture or to distribute your art. Now, to be very clear, these people are expecting a payday at some point. They're not doing this just out of altruism. They're business people. They want to make money. Yeah, and that's why it's important if you're going to be heading down the uh, that route that you actually do make sure that you put your venture through a little bit of a checklist to make sure that it's not going to fall over and die. And also that you actually build a proper strategy so that at the end of this of your venture or project, there will be monies that the angels will be able to recoup their ROI. That's important because we're in the business where once one project's done, another one's coming up. You want to build that credibility. Now, in order to succeed in understanding the, the questions you need to be asked, there are sources of checklists and strategic approaches, which are actually very simple. And they set you up for a, what's, what I've found out, a 90% success rate versus 10%. So, you know, I've got lots of these tools myself. You can contact me and I'll just send them off to you um, because I'd like to see you succeed. Now, the angels, they, I'm guessing, are going to want to take some ownership position in your project. Tell us about equity. Yes, and of course, there are two sources of equity evolving today. One is crowdfunding equity. There's many crowdfunding sites that are now offering shares, Class A shares, in your venture. 
that's exciting too because it makes equity quick and easy and allows people who are not wealthy to get involved because they love what you're doing. Now, just to be clear on the definition of that, equity means that the people who are contributing money to your project actually own a piece of that project. Correct. And angels, when they get involved, they normally want to buy a certain percentage of the company and have some say. And yes, they are looking for some sort of exit, which might be the project's execution. I'm working with one company that's running these big music festivals. And of course, their exit is the profit that they make after the festival is finished. And so profit sharing in this case would be the uh, basic thrust of the angels being involved. So really, if you want to bring people into your project of, as angel investors, you need to be okay with this. You need to be okay with sharing some of the ownership. You need to be okay with sharing some of the control. Yes, and depending on how much of an ownership the angels take, often we find that they're taking us, you know, 10, 20% ownership. We like to leave the founders with the majority, uh, 51 or 66%. 66 allows them a lot of latitude on what they do. You want the value added from the angel, but to, uh, angels are very different from uh, venture or shall I say vulture capitalists. These are the players who tend to want to buy in low, take control, and exit not often with the benefit of the founders. Now, I, I may be speaking too negatively, negatively on venture players because many of them are very good, but they'll also tell you that they're looking for a sure thing. They're always looking to invest in things that are making money and profit. They're later players. and Often, many of the people I'm speaking to in this podcast may never actually see them or get involved, and that may be a good thing. Crowdfunding typically offers the choice of either gifts or now equity for someone who invests into a project. So what should a creator keep in mind between offering a gift versus offering equity, which has two different stakes in the project? That's a very good question. Now, there's two issues that you have to think about is how big is your project and whether you want to start with rewards and then switch into equity. So it's not necessary in either or. It could be both. I like to look at the project. If the project is you selling something eventually to consumers, then rewards-based funding makes a lot of sense for a quick get up and raise 15, 20, 50, 100 grand. And if it's a project that's going to have continuation and maybe multiple projects or become a company, that's the key phrase you're looking for, become a company, then equity crowdfunding starts to make a lot of sense as well as the involvement of angels. Because it's hard to give equity away when you haven't set it up for equity. So that you have to choose the best approach. Often when we sit down with a new uh, entrepreneur, we say to them, you know, you've got vision, talent, you've got creativity. That's all you need to move mountains with the right amount of money. And starting with crowdfunding is the best approach today. And you talked about how starting with crowdfunding can lead to the angel investors because the angel investors kind of want to see that you have a great concept and that you have people who are willing to support you. Again, how do you find those angels if you do want to take it to that next step? Well, for example, I on LinkedIn have a, um, been fortunate enough to set up a connection list of 10,000 angels in the technical digital media world. And so if I look at a project and I like it, I might invest in it, but I'll also turn it over to a number of other 
players that I uh, that I know. Typically, you pick the Angels by the city because they like to be close to their investment. So if you're in San Francisco, you you pick them up. If you're in London, England, you pick them up, and then you go talk to them. But you mentioned something extremely correct, Marv, Marvin, and that is that uh, if you've had a successful crowdfunding where you've shown that a lot of people are excited about your project, the angels will tend to look at that very favorably. And we have clear statistics that show that they will jump on because you've done something they need. You've proven the market demand. Are you somebody then who really knows how to connect entertainment and creative entrepreneurs with angels? I I would say yes, of course. But I also believe that it's best to start your project with crowdfunding. Because, you know, I'm dealing with angels and initially they were starting fairly early, but they too are growing up and they're starting to start one step back. And I find that crowdfunding is the best thing to do first. And then uh, after that comes angels, grants. We'll often find if we're going for a grant that it's a lot of paperwork. And grants can sometimes take a long time before you get the cash. So I've seen a lot of, far too many projects die on the vine because they, they, have, they just couldn't get through this grant process in time. Now you're an, in, an in innovator, all of you are, and your projects are time sensitive. You want to get them out, you want to build awareness, you want to get the money, you want to go. Crowdfunding has been designed to do that. What do you think are some of the do's and don'ts of crowdfunding? Well, one of the things I'd like to comment to you, because crowdfunding is basically a social media event, since you are, the audience here, storytellers, you are uniquely capable to do a, uh, an amazingly successful crowdfunding. Keep that in mind. You're, you've got an edge over the competition. I think back to your question with do's and don'ts. We found that crowdfunding is self-policing. I, if someone has done something and is trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, they've done it before, they get exposed rapidly. We all know the power of social media on ex- exposing. It's going all over the world right now. People are being exposed through social media. So people are doing crowdfunding. They're careful. They don't want their reputation, as one person said in the conference. It's your name. You don't want your reputation. So one of the good things about crowdfunding is it doesn't have the fraud that's associated with the stock market and with other spots. But what are the do's and don'ts? Well, one of the biggest problems that crowdfunding has had isn't in raising money especially if you're a storyteller. It's in, you get the money and what you do with it. A lot of people don't uh, necessarily succeed. And that's where we need to spend some time. And the way to do that is to give them like a checklist of all the things they need to think about now they've got the money so that they do succeed. And we need to encourage them to build their strategy for their project so that they don't go popping along and run out of money. So they really need to know what their next money raise has to be. They have to understand those building blocks that will take them from where they are today to fame. A creative idea is good. A creative idea that people care about is better. So what makes a crowdfunding project take off? Two things, really. First of all, Zach, you're right on. I think the first thing is that you have to tell that story so that it gets people excited. So your own story that you put on the crowdfunding will go a long way towards that. But then let's get back to basics, what I would call marketing 101. It's important to prime the pump. A lot of people go to these crowdfunding ideas and they see nobody's bought in. That's the kiss of death. We call those orphaned campaigns. But I'll give you a secret. Get all your friends together, associates, and get that thing bought up to about 20 or 30% then watch it take off. 
do some pre-promotion then before you even launch the campaign? That's a very good point, Marvin. That's the key, because if you can actually prime that pump, then your chance of success goes up quite a lot, and you may even overachieve. Any other advice that comes to mind? Yes, as I said to the group today, I said the purpose of my talk is twofold. One is to give you the information and the basics. But as important, and I say this to all of you, is your motivation. Don't just listen to what we said today. Start to do. You want to say to people, show me the money. Fantastic thoughts. Very inspirational, Don. Thanks for joining us today. Where can people learn more about you and what you do? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in social networking under Don Perry. You can also reach me at donperry at icloud.com. And my website is rvcapital.ca. And, uh, you know, I, I just love this industry. And you can reach me. I'll help you the best I can. Splendid. Thanks again. Ah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.